Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What up? The APC Podcast, AcmePackingCompany.com, SB Nation, Packers Talk, all the live long day. Draft saison. It's draft saison. That is, that is the voice of Ben Foley. Hey, Ben. Hey. I'm Zach Rapport. Part one. <laughs> Part one. Two-part draft. Two-part draft series is what we are in the middle of. And we are featuring who are we talking to today? Today we are talking to Jake Ogden, Jake who Ogden. you better know as Seeds of Jake, because I didn't know his last name until today. At Seeds of Jake on Twitter, awesome film breakdown. We are going to talk to him in a couple minutes about offensive skill positions and secondary, uh, what the Packers can look for heading into the draft next week. Behind door number two, we've got, I'm going to do a little drum roll on the table or something. I, we probably have a sounder, but mm, nope. no, maybe not. No, okay. We don't. I got a lot of sounders, but I don't have... Oh, let's see, how about this? Right, let's uh, see here. Uh, uh, it is... Uh, Justice Mosqueda! That was good. At, at Jumosk on Twitter. If you don't follow him, what the bleep are you doing? Yeah, you're not Twittering right. Yeah, you're just, you're just doing it wrong. We're going to talk to him next week uh, about offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, the real nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah, the bruisers. Um... And no Alex Patakis here yet. He's on his way. He's in traffic. He's He'll on his join way. us. He'll he's beam on, in. He's on his way. Um, At the APC pod on Twitter. Also on Instagram. Again, for literally no reason. Find us that's there. That's true. I'll probably put a story up as we record this. Oh, okay. So That's cool. Because people need to see what we look like. Yeah, they need to really understand what we're about. And, well, you've got a very nice haircut here today. I had a job interview yesterday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Looking sharp, my friend. Thank you. We got any news, uh, any Packers news before we head into this uh, little uh, little interview here with well, last Jake year's, Ogden? Last year's Packers are now called the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Apparently. Jeff Janis. Jeff Janis. R.I.P. I, f- I thought I removed this sounder, but I didn't, just in time. I, uh, there's going to be a lot of punt gunning going down in Cleveland. Is there, though? Is there? And what else are they going to do with him? Well, he they have, like, so many wide receivers, too, if we can just point that out. He's not a wide receiver. Though. Well, exactly. So he's going to be doing a lot of punt gunning. Well, his contract is not guaranteed, so the point that I was making is uh, I don't think he makes the roster. If he doesn't, then I would gladly take him back as a punt gunner. Someone else suggested that on Twitter, and I was like, I have reported your tweet as in to the proper authorities. Offensive, offensive material. <laughs> to the hot take authorities. I'm, like, I'm pretty okay with Jeff Janis as a punt gunner. Speaking of punters, I want Marquette King. Oh, really yeah. <laughs> and John, that's like John Gruden, news, as John Gruden just... comes in and tries to 1998-ify... The Raiders, yeah, and get rid of all semblance of personality. I don't know. It'd just be fun to have a good punter. I know that's such a weird thing to get excited about, but I also think that I feel like special teams is such a. There's not a lot of ways to get like a real competitive advantage in the NFL, but if you have like a really good punter, 
It's a, it's a position with significant scarcity where the difference between a really good punter and a mediocre punter is meaningful. I Look, I, I would love to have Marquette King on the Packers. I think that it was stupid of John Gruden to cut him, but I also would ask you this. Do you legitimately think that the Raiders will be in danger of losing a game this year because of a punt? Maybe? Yes. You do? Okay. I think that's hard to quantify. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to isolate. But he is more valuable than the majority of running backs in terms of points over expectation. <laughs> that's based, like on a per play basis. Also a better dancer than most. It also, and I mean, which is, which is an indication of two things. One, that uh, special teams is, is like a critical, you know, starting field position is, is huge. And two, that running backs are overvalued by a lot. Um, so anyway, it's a, it's an easy and quick way to make your team better yeah. without a lot of uh, moving parts. What uh, what other Packers news can we get to before... Oh, uh, so uh, the Philadelphia Eagles fans decided that they have invented the nickname Dick Rod. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> I mean, they <laughs> saw can... that a few times on Twitter as Richard Rodgers uh, leaves the Packers for, I believe, a one-year deal with the... Yeah, sounds right. ...with the Eagles. Um, Whatever. And he carry, he's carrying his tuba the whole way there. Yeah. It's like <laughs> another good tweet, I believe, was like, was that yours? By Richard Rogers showing up like four seconds after everybody else to camp. Anyway. Uh, I don't uh, believe so. I think that might have been Badger Noonan. Yeah. No, well, my famous quote on him is that he runs like he's carrying a tuba. Oh, you know what? We and that's not to say that I don't like the guy. We, uh, anyway, I guess we should go to the draft stuff. Yeah. Because it's a draft extravaganza. Yeah, boring people. Not as dynamic without uh, Alex Patakis here. It's true. He carries a lot of water. Yeah. Um, he should carry some beer on his way up here. True. All right. Should I call this guy? Let's do it. All right. Jake Ogden, coming up next. Point out the colors of you. I see them too. And boy, I like them. I like them. I like them. We wait to fly to partake in all this hate. We out here vibing. We vibing. We vibing. Alexa, play Ariana Grande. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. The number you dialed is Acme Packing Company.
I sound good on my end, right? Uh, hey, so this is, uh, we got Jake Ogden on the line. Who from, sounds good on his end. Who does sound good on his end, from Virginia. Um, awesome. You might know him as Seeds of Jake on Twitter. Um, and he's here to talk cornerbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, people who hold the ball and run with it, hopefully. Get your skill positions here. Um, he is a, um avid contributor to both Packers and Draft Twitter, and he is uh, he and I have a secret fan club for DJ Moore, um, and we usually send each other direct messages. We slide into each other's DMs about DJ Moore every once in a while. Um, <laughs> glad to have him on. Jake, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Thank you guys for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, so, how's your day? How's Virginia? Uh, it's really good. Beautiful today. All sunny. Uh, I believe it's like 65. Uh, yeah, I think we've been having the same weather you guys have been having in New York. We are definitely not having 65 today, but that oh, is you're okay. not. No. Can I ask before we get started uh, a little bit of uh, background from you, how a guy uh, in sunny Virginia uh, sort of cuts his teeth, bringing down Packers film on the, on, on the, on the Twitter sphere? How did you become a Packer fan and, and get into that stuff? Oh, good question. So uh, when I was a kid, I moved around quite a bit, so I didn't really have a team. So I just kind of, I guess, went with the Packers. The Favre um, effect. The Favre effect, pretty much. Uh, and I I grew up in New York, pretty much, so right around where you guys are. But I left New York for a little bit, but I'm actually coming back in May, so we'll have to meet up, hopefully. Um, I actually worked for Columbia for a couple of years as a coaching assistant and uh, mostly on the recruiting side. And that's how I kind of start in with like a, a draft and stuff like that. So that's kind of where it began. Awesome. Uh, awesome. So I, I, now I have a new name to ask about when we get to running backs. And I sure. can probably figure out who it's going to be, but it's a New York area, small school running back. Um, so, uh, but that's coming. That's going to come later. We're going to go in order of uh, what I have arbitrarily determined. Hey, it's, let's be real; it's not arbitrary. I think the Packers need a cornerback. Let's talk cornerbacks. Also, our show, our rules. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they they desperately need cornerback. This is a quite a really good class. The top five guys that are in this class that are really really good. So who are they you, need to, Who are your top you five? Um, my top five. Would have to be start off with uh, Josh Jackson, Denzel Ward, Mike Hughes, and Isaiah Oliver. Okay, and then Jerry Alexander or no? Oh yeah, Jerry Alexander. Yeah, forgot him. All yeah. right, those are the five guys that are like the top guys, and they all tested pretty well. So I'm I'm a little surprised to hear you have Josh Jackson over Denzel Ward. Um, well, it's not any particular order, but for me, I do like Josh Jackson. I think his upside is greater then Denzel Ward just because of ball skills and I knew I know that he's new to the position he's pretty much a baby uh at corner because they recruited him as a wide receiver so he's fairly new it also depends on scheme he's a little bit fits better in zone than man so he might not necessarily fit with what the Packers are doing um but in terms of ball skills and everything else that he does and he tested I know he ran a slow 40 but I, it doesn't really matter to me is it Four, a five. Uh... Is it a challenge for you to rank these guys sort of knowing that we don't really yet know what a, a Mike Patton Green Bay defense is going to look like? Well, I, I think 
that's a good question too. Is that we kind of know what Mike wants. He wants they've they've been targeting man corners, so we can kind of pinpoint like you can because I've kept track of all the players that they've kind of either met with or they are uh, going to their pro days, whatnot. That you can kind of tell who they want. And Mike Pettin usually his corners are man corners that he puts a lot of emphasis on his guys. He puts them because he likes the blitz a lot. So I think that you, they need man corners. So and they they're bringing in a guy like Mike Hughes. I think Mike Hughes fits them really well. I think Denzel Ward fits really well. Uh, Isaiah Oliver fits really well. So I think we can kind of tell which which guys uh, go with what Mike Penton wants to do. So that I mean, all those names are kind of going to be first rounders. Maybe slide to the second. Maybe somebody like um, Isaiah Oliver. But even that seems like a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah. Do you think then that the Packers have to trade back to really get value from the spot and pick up one of those corners? Or, I mean, Jackson at 14 isn't too high for you. How do you how No, are you... He's, I mean, I, for me, I would take Josh Jackson. I know he hasn't played much man. The game that he did really succeed in man was uh, versus Minnesota. Uh, he can play man. Like I said, he's, he's a baby. He's new to the position, but he can play man. It just depends on you know, how they want him to work, but he's more of a project kind of upside kind of guy that you got to get. I would take him at 14. Um, cause I think, I think Mike Hughes might be a little rich for 14. I think Isaiah Oliver might be a little rich, but I do think that they could, I think a trade up would make the most sense to trade back up from, uh, from the second round at 45 and go back into the first. It makes the most sense if they don't get one at 14. Yeah. That that's what I would, I would try to do. It's I I mean you and I have been talking about this a lot. I I find fourteen like a really awkward spot in this year's draft. Um, it's kind of yeah, like it, just after the drop of the top tier. Yeah, because your hope because I mean it's thankfully we we're gonna have three to four quarterbacks go before us. Yeah, but but there's still you don't like you kind of hope that like Vita Via goes before us or or Darius Geis goes like. But it's yeah, it's that weird talent drop, and you don't know if they're gonna target Josh Jackson because of his limitations in man and et cetera. Like you don't know if they're, and, and they have that threshold the the five ten threshold that they have. Yeah. So you don't know. It's, it's a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, there's, it's, there's a bunch of names. Uh, one of which we can talk about today um, as the Packers have visited him, which at least is in one small way, a shift in philosophy. Um, and that's Derwin James who the Packers brought in for a pre-draft visit today. And in the past, usually the Packers pre-draft visits have gone to potential undrafted free agents, seventh rounders, the kind of like, well, everybody's, you know, the names that not everybody is getting to meet with or getting a good idea of. Um, And this year they're going, you know, they've met Mike Hughes. They've, uh, now they're talking with Derwin James, who's projected probably above 14. And there's, you know, maybe 5% of scenarios where he lasts that long. Um, So the Packers could even be looking to trade up. So, and trade up to draft a safety, which they drafted last year in the second round, in which they extended, haha, two years ago. And so, uh, what do you make of uh, what do you make of Derwin James? I like Derwin James, and I, I kind of I, I tweeted it earlier today that uh, I saw a comparison of Josh Jackson or not Josh, like Josh Jones and Derwin James. They they tested both very similar. Um, and we know that Gutekunst loves big athletic safety because he's the one that found Josh Jones. So 
I, you, you can see the connection why he likes Derwin James. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and we also, Haha is going to be a free agent next year unless they, unless they, uh, right? He's a free agent in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, not saying that Haha is not going to get extended, but it could potentially, like they could, like they did with Morgan Burnett. Depends on how Haha does this year. I do think Derwin fits how they, how Mike Pettin. He likes three safeties. They can put him at multiple positions. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like the fit. It's not generally the direction I would want to go at 14, but obviously I th- we have so many holes that I think that it doesn't really quite matter. Just take the best defensive player available. The difference and just maker. Go f- yeah, and he's totally a difference maker. He can do everything in terms of run fits. He can play in the slot. He can play free safety, strong safety. He can move around, and that's what you kind of want for that type of player. So you're good. You're good going secondary at at fourteen. It sounds like. Yeah, it just depends on who falls. Like like we've kind of I've heard rumors of Mika Fitzpatrick falling, um, but you never know. Like we're in a very weird spot. Like I would take any of those guys, any of those safeties. Anybody who drops. Of, yeah. And then, uh, all right, so then let's move to uh, wide receivers, which is, is, you know, the other thing that you and I end up talking about a lot. Um, and with that, uh, you know, a question of, do you go wide receiver at 45? Do you go wide receiver in the third? Do you go, um, and, and, um, and again, this is also a weird draft year for wide receivers. They're at the top, yeah. the top of the list is, is pretty um, unclear. Uh, yeah, it's a very it's been moving around since we started the whole process. Like the clear cut number one was Calvin Ridley. And then and then he, you know, the production and his testing just didn't match up. He just did. And, and now we're kind of then you kind of see DJ Moore rise to the top or, or Cortland Sutton. And but, but still, there's no clear cut number one wide receiver or a guy that I think will project into be a wide receiver one. I think there's a lot of wide receiver twos. And a lot of decent projects you can work with. It's a deep class at wide receiver, but there's no like, there's no Amari Cooper, there's no Sammy Watkins or yeah. Odell. Generational talent. Yeah, so definitely taking one at fourteen is ridiculous. Yeah, I think it depends on who falls at forty-five. There's a lot of interesting projects, um, guys that I would because I don't think DJ Moore is going to fall, and I don't think Cortland Sutton's going to fall to forty-five. Yeah, I mean those and are I'm my not, top two probably. Yeah, same with me, and I love those two. I'm and I'm also not trading up into the first to go get a wide receiver. If I'm trading up, it's either for a corner or an edge that somehow fell. Yeah. But, so so the guys that I like at 45 or 76, uh, I would say start off with like Anthony Miller, mm-hmm. DJ DJ Chark. Uh, I think a lot of people are kind of questioning DJ Chark a little bit, but I, I love what he brings. I, I know he's kind of a developmental wide receiver he only runs basically two routes a go and a post he sort of reminds me of will fuller in some ways yeah he really does because you because he can contribute at least day one on special teams yeah he's a he's a gunner he's a punt returner he can be a kick returner he can do it all and i was actually i was at the the senior bowl so i got to watch him and he's actually a better route runner than people think yeah he, he lit really it up good. Yeah, he was good in one-on-ones like all during the practices. So. I heard the Packers need a new gunner, so that's good. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is true. There we go. Goodbye, yeah, we Jeff. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, well, just building on that, I mean, as far as later round or mid round, I guess uh, day three types uh, that the Packers could have a good shot, both a good shot at and a good use for. I mean, I know you and I have both 
I think it's safe to say that we're both fans of both Dante Pettis out of Washington and um, Equinemius St. Brown from Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I yeah, you kind of you convinced me about him. I was kind of unsure and then I kind of looked more at him and, and I really like him as like a solid projection you could probably get in the third or fourth. Uh, I would not take him at at 45. No, no, no. I mean, I look but, at ESB and I say, like, hey, look, if if you could convince yourself to take, you know, D'Angelo Yancey and Malachi Dupree, you can easily talk yourself into taking ESB. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. And, and, yeah, absolutely. And another guy that's a good projection is Traquan Smith out of UCF. I think he's another guy. If you miss out on DJ Chark or Dante Pettis, he's another guy you could bring in that's very, very good athlete. Yeah. And, um. Who else? I actually sent you. I actually sent you a DM uh, last night of uh, Darius Fountain. I oh, yeah. actually, I love him. If he's there, like in the fourth or fifth, I think he's a, a fantastic project. I think, they, yeah. They then they have so much ammo in the mids, right? Like, yeah, they have two fourths, have three two fifths, fifths, something like that. Yeah, and absolutely. If they and and I said this to you too. If we end up with twelve picks, I'm going to be furious. Yeah, we need like they need to move up and and sort of target players, which I think that they will. I think that that I don't. That'd be really stupid if they didn't. So I think there's quite a few guys that they can move up and kind of target certain players at certain positions. And so uh, moving on from uh, wide receivers, I mean, then these are all rather fluid. If you, if you think of something you want to say regarding anybody, please do. Um, tight ends, the other, the other, the other boy in the ball catching band. Um, yeah. (laughs) The, uh, how do we replace the hole, the void left by Richard Rogers departure? It's true. Uh, Oh God. It's going to be, yeah. What a hard, what a hard replacement. I also, I I just want to say, I saw a mock, an NFL mock yesterday, like from the NFL network that had Hayden Hurst at 15 or 16, I think. And that is insane. I just want to. I just want to go on the record and say that it's crazy. That's gross. Why would anyone do that? Why would you trade up for, or not trade up, but why would you? Draft? I think it was. I think they said it, it was the Ravens who I guess let Ben Watson go, and I don't remember. I guess they have Max Williams though. It's like anyway. They do like. They do like to collect a bunch of mediocre tight ends. You Max Williams that? was a decent prospect. Let's be. Let's be generous to Max oh. Williams. <laughs> ben Foley taking umbrage. His name's got two X's. <laughs> It's true. He does have two X's. He's got that. Uh, How many prospects more do? extreme. Yeah, and this is this is. I mean, this is another. Ah, this is another class where there's just like a lot of question marks at tight end. I mean, well, I think there's the one unquestioned thing is that Dallas Gator is tight end one. I think. Oh, he's for sure tight end one, man. No, no question. I mean, no, I know he didn't run the forty, but who cares? You kind of know he's like a four seven guy. And he ran a decent three cone, I believe. I think they he ran a pretty the, good three cone. I think. Yeah, it was like it was either a seven. I think it was a seven o two. But and that's pretty good for a guy that's like six four two fifty six. Now, Ben, correct that's, me if I'm wrong, but you uh, really wanted the Packers to take a tight end last year and feel like they missed out. I did want the Packers to take it. I I wanted a tight end too. Why did that was one of the best classes, and we don't take one. And you can get da- and you could have gotten Johnny Smith. In the third. And I think Johnny Smith's going to be the best tight end out of last year's uh, class because I'm a Rotoviz fanboy, and when they tell me something like that, I believe them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wanted them to take one last year because I think it's always bad to be drafting from a position of need rather than, you know, plenty. Um, 
Where, yeah. where's this three cone though? Um, so I did want them to take one last year. This year, I think they, their, their hand is forced and they have to. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, big blocking tight ends are kind of a dime a dozen. I don't think you waste draft capital on one. Um, oh God, please don't. Yeah. No fullbacks or blocking tight ends, please. Yeah. Like, you don't want useless. a Jake Stonebrunner with your, one of your fifth rounders. <laughs> Stoneburner. No. Sorry. Um, but, uh, so wait, does this, does the NFL, nope, they only do official combine. Um, I mean, Gatorade is, is, is kind of a, a, he's, he could be a generational tight end prospect. Uh, yeah, he's going to go definitely top 50. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, for sure. And if, and if he falls to 45 and the Packers take him, I don't care what their positional needs are. I'm, I'm no, happy. I would not care at all. Take him at 45. He's yeah. that good. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if you listen to the podcast enough to know that I was not the hugest fan of the Jimmy Graham signing. Um, yeah, I did. I did listen to the, to the, to that one. All right. Yeah, we got listeners. Woo. Um, a couple. And and I I've come around to the Jimmy Graham signing, but I do I do think that the Packers like I think one thing that fantasy has ruined for a lot of football thinkers or fans I guess rather not necessarily thinkers is uh, expectations on rookie players are just kind of way higher than they used to be. Yeah. Like everybody expects every year to have like an Odell Beckham or a, you know yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, um, and I think particularly with tight ends. Um, that's not a very realistic expectation. Most of the historical tight end production is like pretty slow for rookies. Um, <clears throat> so I think even if you have Jimmy Graham, you take somebody now and you start training them to be your tight end one for next year or the year after. Um, yeah, they, they almost have to because he's 30. He's going to turn 32. What in like November and his so. knees are not particularly good. And he's not really an inline tight end. He's just a flex tight end that you can kind of use him as a mismatch. You're not going to want him to be in there blocking yeah. ever. He's just a big-ass so, wide receiver. Yeah, he's just a giant six-foot-six six wide receiver. Yeah, with bad <laughs> knees. Um, yeah, I, 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 they, have, they have to target a it, tight end. And so uh, Gatorade at 45, I think, is a no-brainer. But then after that, it gets a little murkier. Like, who is, who's round out your, your top five? Uh... Okay, I mine's a little bit skewed because I love Ian Thomas out of Indiana. I remember. He is. I think he's. For me, he's probably tight end too. I, I don't. I don't really rank him, but I, I don't like Hayden Hurst. I think is incredibly overrated. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan, and I don't like the fact that he's 25. I'm not an ageist, but I just I don't like prospects that are Kyler Fackrell yeah. aged. Well, I mean, I and I, I meant to say this when we were talking about Calvin Ridley. Um, dude is a year younger than Brandon Cooks, who already has 4,000 yards in the NFL. And to me, yeah, that is like a no. That's I just don't want. That's going to be a no for me. That's going to be a no. Yeah. But the only, and just to jump really quick back to wide receiver, the only player that I would want that I know is going to turn 24 in his rookie year is Anthony Miller. But I know that I can probably get him like at 45 or 76. Yeah, easily. And, I, and that's better for me than taking a guy super early that I don't even want. I don't even trust that he can be more than a wide receiver too. That's just too anyways. But yeah, yeah. To tight ends, I would take Ian Thomas. I really like him. I like Dalton Schultz out of, uh, Stanford. I think he's possible. Uh, uh, let me think. Um, I guess Mark Andrews is interesting. But he's more of a flex tight end too, so it's it's a really kind of barren uh, sort of cupboard at tight end this year, especially compared to few, last year. Yeah, and I know people love Mike Isicki, 
he's just another flex tight end that's really good at jump balls. And I and and he just reminds me of a dad runner. Like I can't like I and I know he's like super athletic, and I didn't want to believe it when I first saw it. Yeah, but he's just I just don't like his routes. I he's not gonna be able to block. So, and not that I not that I want like a blocking tight end, but you you can't go from like this. You do need a guy that can develop, and I think Ian Thomas, I think Dalton Schultz is the those are the two kind of guys you can kind of develop into full-time tight ends yeah also a late late guy from miami chris herndon i think he could be a decent guy that you want to develop late late but uh yeah for the most part i mean mike is he's another flex tight end and then mark andrews is a flex as well but uh, yeah it's basically like three guys that i really like well here's yeah, hoping it, it seems to me that uh maybe the signing of jimmy graham was kind of uh, indicative of what the at least the Packers front office thinks about this tight end draft class coming in. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I also I do think I do think that anybody who expects a rookie tight end to come in and be dominant is is expecting way too much. Nearly I never mean, happens. Hunter Henry yeah. is the closest you're going to get, and Hunter Henry wasn't actually that dominant. He just caught a lot of touchdowns that that rookie year. Um, right. Right. So that leaves something else. What am I forgetting? Oh, running backs, which yeah. is a surprisingly deep and fun class that the Packers don't have that much need to look at, but they do have some need to look at. So let's talk RBs. And we can we yeah. we don't even need to talk about like well, Saquon I, Barkley is gonna be the best running yeah, back prospect like, in yeah, years. Is, yeah. I was gonna yeah. say that I actually well we talked about this a little bit before we got on, but the the popular narrative is that the Packers don't need a running back, but it seems like you two might think otherwise. I, I mean, I think the Packers, first off, do these people not remember what happened to Jonathan Franklin? Like, these you can people. never have too many running backs. That's the yes. fundamental rule. Um, Thank you. Like, it only takes a play for you to not have a running back anymore. I'm currently pouring out an invisible 40 for Guess Jonathan how Franklin. Guess how many active running backs we had week 17? Last, we had one. Last, one. Week, last, last year? Yeah, last year Jamal Williams was the only active running back we had on the roster. Well, in the year before, there was a uh, who was the one guy who got like four carries and then he got hurt. Um, ah, uh, can't even uh, Don, ja- Don Jackson. Don Jackson. Yeah, I mean, oh. like, and and sure, you can you know sign your Christine Michael off the street and no, uh, he's gone. No, I know, but I just mean like <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a Rob Turbin. There's gonna be plenty of guys who get cut from camp, and you can plug and play some guy but i mean to me i'd much rather have a potential home run hitter like aaron jones from a small school who has an insane amount of production and there's so many of these guys this year yeah so the packers found you know jamal williams aaron jones those guys in the later rounds um jake what do you what do you think about the running back class especially as we get later into like the the fourth round oh man even even if you took like let's say you just took saquon and darius guys out of the mix Mm -hmm. this class is still ridiculous yeah it's stacked and that's without miles gaskin declaring yeah. Oh my God. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah. Love Miles. <laughs> you okay Gas. over there? But, um. No, but yeah. No, this class is super deep. That would fit. Like, I mean, obviously, we're not going to get a guy like Royce Freeman, but I think he fits what the Packers do really well. Yeah. I, I I love John Kelly. I I know his measurables did not really kind of like he didn't test super well, but his film is ridiculous. I would I love him in Green Bay if we can get him in like the fourth or fifth. He would be ideal. I uh, I think names that the Packers could have a reasonable shot at in the mid rounds, especially like with their three fifths. Um, yeah. 
something like Naheem uh, Naheem Hines if he's on yeah, the board. Um, it's an Aaron Jones like clone. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Justin- if. It, if Rashad Penny manages to drop, which I don't think he will, but if he oh, drops man. past the third, like I'm okay taking him. Um, let's see, what are some other names? Uh, Nick Chubb. There's uh, Justin Jackson. Yeah, uh, I mean Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. Like, who knows which one of those guys is going to be better? Carry on Johnson is 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 out there. Um, yeah, he should go. He probably will go third or fourth. And then I was I was curious. I don't know how much you've like kept up on New York City area football uh, stuff, but I don't know if you, do you have a Chase Edmonds take? Chase Edmonds. Oh, from uh, uh, where is he from? Is it uh, Hofstra? No, it's I I like I'm blanking on the school. What's I the know. other one? It's uh the other Bronx Fordham. Fordham. That's yeah. That's what he is. Yeah. I haven't really watched much of him, so I don't have a take on him. I know that he's explosive i like the there's some other guy too that was at the senior bowl there was like a little guy that was jittery i can't remember him, but yeah i don't have a i don't have a, a take on oh no chase edmonds sake i i like chase edmonds to me is the kind of guy that the packers take a long hard look at in undrafted free agency or like with a late seventh or something like that um he is i i think he could he could fit the packers pretty well did he yeah. test pretty well so he ran a 4.5540, 19 on the bench, 34-inch vert, 122-inch broad, 6.79, 3-cone, 4.07, 20-yard shuttle, 11.63, 60-yard shuttle. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's and, not bad. And his size, like what's his like speed size profile? It's 5'9", 205. Yeah. yeah, as long as he's above two hundred, I think the Packers will take him. Yeah, I think I, like he kind of fits their 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 mold. So let's I, just uh, wrap up on some crushes. Who who if give me three names that if the Packers come away from this draft, you're like you're you're any, pretty happy. Any any position. Any position. Okay, I would say number one crush would be Anthony Miller. If we come away with him at any point in the draft, I'll be ecstatic. Wow. I guess Mike Hughes would be another one. Mike Hughes and Anthony Miller are like two big draft crushes. And I guess Ian Thomas, because I know we talked about him before. And that's one of those names, too, where value and uh, draft value and positional value kind of match up well in this draft. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think those guys for sure. All right. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Look forward to being, I'll, I'll send you an angry DM when <laughs> somebody else takes DJ Moore at the end of the first round. <laughs> at Seeds of Jake on Twitter. And oh, uh, I appreciate it. You yeah. got uh, you got anything coming up? You wanna you wanna pump up, or you just you just stick into the the Twitter films? Uh, just Twitter films, man. Um, but when I when I get back into New York next month, I'll hit you guys up. We'll have to go for a beer, man. Please do. We, we can, are. We can we do this interview IRL next quite time. Quite amenable. Yeah, we have to. That'd be cool. All right, man. Good talking to you. All right. You too. Bye. My heart skips skipping the beach. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music. Girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it.
Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. My heart skips skipping the beach and not close enough so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Good stuff from Jake, man. Great stuff from Jake. <laughs> Great stuff. As you move, move the microphone closer to your mouth there. Sorry. I forgot, <laughs> forgot I was on there. Jake Ogden, at Seeds of Jake on Twitter. Um, really fun stuff. Some names for you guys to... Uh, you know, do your do your googling, and feel free to like tweet your own like. I hate Ian Thomas. I want Hayden Hurst at fourteen. Yeah, at um, seats of Jake at the APC Pod, and we'll have a dialogue. And I I will ridicule you, but at Ben Foley, please please bring it on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. Draft draft is fun because it's the one place where a bunch of smart people can reasonably disagree on some things and a bunch and of dumb people can reasonably agree on other things like and nearly everyone will be totally wrong about many things it's true i this is also the one time a year that i actually wish that i had a subscription to uh bob mcgee bob mcginn's uh www.bobmcginnisfootball.com or whatever <laughs> it is one would assume that he's still got those um, those scouting connections and can call the depths of information. That's literally the only thing I would pay for on that website. Yeah, like, of I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> Bob McGinn's recent output, it's like moralizing about Latroy Guillon is pretty low on my list of yeah. what I want to read yeah. and would pay for. Draft um, stuff, good though. Draft stuff, I would, I would pay for. Uh, what do we got next week? What do we got next week? Justice Mosqueda. Who? Just kidding. Um, Jumosk, yeah, who? If you don't follow him, again, you're doing it wrong. You know him from Setting the Edge. You know him from uh, gradually, eh, not even gradually, exponentially uh, raising his his profile through the Packers, uh, not even the Packers, the the NFL Twitter sphere. He is the uh, co-host of Setting the Edge with Charles Johnson, a.k.a. Charles McDonald? Charles McDonald. Who's Charles Johnson? Oh, he was a he was a wide receiver for the Vikings and the Packers briefly. Charles, um, Don- Charles Johnson was many people. Char- yeah, it's true. It's not exactly a rare name. Charles McDonald, um, aka at Four Verts, uh, aka the keeper of the mac and cheese recipe. Um, two actually two like crucial football follows. Yeah, no, guys. I mean if you're not following those guys, you're 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 not doing Twitter right. Um, speaking of which, if you're not following at AP at the APC Pod. At Ben Foley, at Zach Rapport, and at Alex Patakis. May he uh, find his way here someday. Um, you're doing Packers Twitter wrong. And, uh, False Zach start is, there on the poker. <laughs> Zach is doing the poker wrong. Um, no, it's okay. Um, and so that was part one of the Draft Stravaganza, the 2018 APC podcast, Draft Stravaganza. So tune in next week as well. Justice Mosqueda will be on to drop some serious knowledge as we get you guys all suited up and ready to go with your information helmets heading into the draft starting April 26th. 
26th. Information helmets. What the hell am I talking about? Information helmets. Uh, well, you know... I am an idiot. And we didn't talk about any uh, bruisers today. So if you want to hear about things like pad level and have it mean something, uh, tune in next week. It's long like being a warrior sometimes. It is. Um, and who knows? Maybe there'll be something else to talk about in the next week. Yeah. Um, only one way to find out. Yeah. Keep your... Uh, keep your auto-renewing, self-downloading podcast thing locked on APC Podcast. iTunes. Yeah, give that's us a it. rating. Give us a subscription. Stitcher. Wherever podcasts are found. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's the Android one. Oh, okay. I use it, even though I have an iPhone. Anyway, see you guys next week. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot, because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.